What a wonderful spirit there is in this place this morning. And I'm going to tell you right now, if that didn't give you goosebumps, something is wrong with you. That was a blessing. And there goes half my crowd out the door to junior church. Amen. What's that? I said excuse me. Uh, that's all right. <clears throat> Hi, Mana. <laughs> Hadn't God been good to us? Oh, come on now. Where'd y'all go? God been good to us. He's been good to us as individuals, as Christians, been good to us as families, been good to us as a church. And can I tell you, it feels good to say that to us as a church. Amen. Now, we've last, I forget how long I've been here, five or six weeks, something like that. <clears throat> Y'all ain't going to run me off now, though, so y'all just will get used to seeing me up here. And I'm going to do everything I can not to run you off. I want us to be a family. A family that loves each other, cares about each other. A family that is willing to do whatever it takes to maintain this family relationship that we have. I want us to be a family in such a way that we grow that more people come each and every service. Oh, and by the way, do me a favor. Y'all be here tonight at 5 o'clock. Make me look good at my sending church, would you please? That'd be a blessing. No, I, I, want, I just want to say this. Y'all will enjoy Pastor Don tonight. He is a blessing. He's my friend. And he will help you. And you will enjoy Miss Michelle's going to sing tonight for us a song or two. And it's just going to be a lot of fun. So I appreciate if y'all would be here tonight. It'd be a blessing. Anyway, we're here. And, you know, one thing that we need to do as a church family, and that's this, that's stay together. Amen. Stay together. You know, we've got to a point now in the church. And, you know, I was noticing, I've noticed each and every Sunday seems to be a little more people and a few more people and a few more people. That's a blessing. Amen. Because you know what it is? It shows me that you folks are going out and inviting people to come to church. And that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. And I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. I know the Lord does. But the thing of it is, we have got to protect what we now have. Y'all understand? We must protect what we now have. We've talked about being all in a few weeks ago. And if you remember, the altar call was amazing. Last week we talked about forward. And just what happened last Sunday was amazing. You see, when a church begins to build momentum, y'all hear what I'm saying? And I think we are beginning to build momentum. 
But as the church begins to build momentum, you know who's going to show up? Right? And I don't want that rascal anywhere around here. And it's going to take us praying. Y'all hear what I'm saying? It's going to take us praying, being in our Bibles, loving one another, overlooking each other's faults. Y'all keep shaking your head up down this way. Y'all getting it? Can't hear the rocks in my head, Bradley. Just my own. <laughs> Y'all understand what I'm saying now? We must become protective of what we now have. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's more than I can do by myself. It's more than you can do by yourself. It's more that I and the leadership of the church can do together. But we as a church body must be unified in protecting what we have. Amen. We must become to the point, oh man, we must come to the point that we are so protective of each other that we do not allow others to speak evil of another one. We do not allow others to ridicule one or the other. We do not even begin to comprehend the thought in our own minds of feeling that way. But when something like that begins to come into our mind, the first thing we must do is hit our knees before an almighty God. And say, Lord, I pray for this person. I pray for my relationship with that person. I pray for my heart with this person. I pray, God, you'd help me to be a blessing to them. To love them. To encourage them. To lift them up. We must do this. For if we don't. We cease to be a church. Are all my deacons in here this one? I'll stand up. All my leadership, Brother Nick. Brother Ron's back here. He'll put his hand up. I want you to see these men in here today. But we've made a pact. And we talked about it yesterday in our meeting. We stay in that room. Until when, Brother Glenn? Until we're, we're united. We're not leaving that room in our meetings, in our leadership meetings, until we're united. Thank you, gentlemen. Now, I had them all stand up and I had them do that to say this. We as a church must have the same heart. Boy, it's quiet in here. <laughs> Brother Dave, you've never preached like this before. I wasn't the pastor until this service. What I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do is to protect us as a church. 
I'm trying to warn you that these things can happen so quickly, so fast, so, with such devastating effect that we will not even realize it happened. Take your Bible this morning, go to Psalms chapter 133. Psalms 133. And let's all stand together for just a minute. Psalms chapter 133. There's only three verses, so we're going to read all of them. Behold, boy, doesn't that sound cool when you say that in all this reverb? Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments as the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. It's good and it's pleasant for brethren to dwell together in unity. Brother Glenn, you pray for me, would you? Man. And God, just ask that you continue to lift this church, Father. You've done so much for us, Lord, and we thank you and we praise you. This we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. The Webster's Dictionary <clears throat> defines the word unity as this. It's a state of being one. It's oneness. Unity may consist of a simple substance of exist or exist. Let me try it again. Unity may consist of a simple substance or existing being as the soul, but usually it consists in a close junction of particles or parts constituting a body detached from other bodies. Unity is a thing undivided itself, but separate from every other thing. And if you think about that definition, you find within that definition a church. We are to be a group that has come together to form a function, to form an organism, something that is alive, but yet we are detached from everything else. The world has no place within the confines of this wall. They have no right to come in and tell us what we can do as, as part of our worship. They have no authority here. The church is not an organization. It is not a movement. It is an organism, something that is alive. 
And we must always remember that this organism, this church, is something most precious. And we must protect the organism. An organism grows. And we want our organism, our church, to grow. We not only want to see the church grow in numbers, but we want to see the church grow in spirit. We want to see the church grow in the Scripture. We want to see the church grow in its personal relationship with Christ. We must see the church grow. And as it grows and grows and grows, the more momentum the church will gain. And the more people outside of these walls will see what's happening inside these walls. We become a testimony to a lost and dying world through our unity. Now that doesn't mean we all have to root for the same baseball team or the same football team. My oldest son is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and I don't know what in the world I ever did to him to cause him to do that. <laughs> but we're still, but we're still family. Y'all understand? God made us all different. He gave us all different gifts, different abilities, different things in life, different positions in life. But that doesn't mean that we all have to be the same. We're not cookie cutters. Boy, it'd be a born place if we were, wouldn't it? Amen. Huh? But here we are today. God has given us all different talents, different abilities, that we can each be a blessing one to the other through those gifts and through those talents. Amen. You've just got to be willing to allow God to use your talent and your ability to be a blessing to someone else. Look here, when Christians dwell together in unity, when a church is in unity, you know what you have? You have happiness. Amen. You have happiness. Let me tell you something. It's a miserable day at my house when me and my wife ain't getting along. <laughs> but we've been married long enough. If we get in a little bit of a spot with each other, you know what happens? We wind up looking at each other and we just start laughing. Because we realize it's not worth it. And that's the way it needs to be in a church. We need to realize that when little things like that start happening, you know, we realize it's not worth it. It's not worth the damage that can be done in a church. Families are blown apart today because people cannot sit down and work out their differences. They cannot make it happen. When me and that girl back there got married, we made a promise. No matter what came, no matter what happened, we were going to make it work and get through it. And we were going to get this thing through till the day we die or Jesus comes. And I think by making that promise more than just saying our vows to each other, but by making that promise not only to each other but to ourselves... It's created a point where we can be a successful marriage until the day one of us goes home to be with the Lord or until Jesus comes. But too many families today fail to make that commitment, not only to themselves and to each other, but they fail to make it to God. Amen. 
You want to have a successful family, a successful marriage? You make that kind of commitment to God. No matter what comes, we'll get through it. We'll work through it together. And it'll be a blessing on the other side. People give up too quick. People run too quick. And that's a fact. Well, I'll just go find me another. (laughs) Buddy, let me tell you something. It don't work that way. You think you got problems now? You ain't seen nothing. And it's the same way with a church. Because you know what happens? If a church has problems and you pack up and go somewhere else, you're taking the problems with you, and I guarantee you the church you go to has problems. Now you got double the problems that you had before. Amen. That's pretty simple math, ain't it? Yep. <laughs> I'd rather just deal with one set than two. You say, Brother Dave, you must be fixing on something. I am. I'm hot. <laughs> Now look, we must dwell together in unity. For if we don't, we are, if we do not, we are destined to fail. Unity in the church is a blessing. It's good, and it's pleasant, and it's right, and it's just. The foundation for our unity must be Jesus Christ and the Word of God. If we do not base it upon that foundation, our unity is worthless. Y'all hear what I said? If we do not base our unity on Jesus Christ and the Word of God, our unity is worthless. This is our foundation. This is our basis for everything that we believe. This is where we are. And we must begin. We must begin with the Word of God and with Jesus Christ. You want to be blessed? You want your church to be blessed? You know, I believe that the reason that we've had the services around here that we've had is because people want unity. People want unity. But as I've already said, we must watch out for the things that can destroy that unity. I wrote in my notes the old expression, loose lips sink ships. Might I say that we as the leadership of this church, we have an open door policy to our meetings. In so many words, it's not that you can sit there through the whole meeting. That's not what I mean by that. But what I mean is that if you have a concern or a question, or something about something in the church, let one of us know, and we'll schedule a time for you to come and talk to us at the leadership meeting, and we'll talk to you, and we'll show you exactly what's going on concerning that issue. I liked what Brother Jim said yesterday. We may not be able to solve it. We may not be able to totally fix it. But the thing of it is, we can work together to make it better. And it eliminates speculation. It eliminates gossip. I hate that. 
and it eliminates. You ready for this? It eliminates disunity and creates a spirit of unity. We need, we must have unity. And we, each and every one of us, must be careful about what can destroy our unity. Souls hang in the balance. You'll hear what I say? Souls hang in the balance. The work of the church, the work of the church, the body of Christ, is to bring others to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I've seen churches so busy feuding amongst themselves and fighting amongst themselves, they can't possibly win anybody to Jesus Christ because they're too busy trying to deal with everything else. I candidated a church in Tennessee one time. This is, this is the truth, so help me God, this is the truth. I went down there and I preached a meeting for them. And through the time that I was there, I found out there was a family on this side of the church I'm not lying to you. I found out there was a family on this side of the church that was in a gun feud with a family on this side of the church. They stopped feuding long enough to come to church, but after church, they'd back at it again. Not a lick. You know what I figured real quick, sis? I didn't want no part of that mess. You can't have that. At least they were so open about it, they were shooting at each other. But you know, sometimes we get into these little feuds and we keep it to ourselves and we run everything. Boy, that can't be. That can't be. I've said it for years. Those of you who have heard me preach before probably heard me say this, but I believe the most dangerous thing in a Baptist church is a center aisle. You'll hear what I said? The most dangerous thing in a Baptist church is the center aisle. You know what we're going to do one Sunday? I'm going to have one, three, five, seven, nine. 11 and 13 on this side sit over here, and then I'm going to have the other ones sit over here. I'm going to mix you all up. You know why? To build that family relationship. Y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm telling you, it's coming. It's coming. How long do we work with unity or for unity? In Ephesians chapter 4, the Bible tells us. Turn to Ephesians 4 and look at this passage real quick with me. You know, as you read 
the epistles that Paul wrote to the churches, you know what he dealt with time and time and time and time and time and time again in those churches? He told them to love one another. He told them to be long-suffering. He told them to be patient. You know what I figure when I start hearing words like that? Those early churches had the same problems churches have today. In Ephesians chapter 4, look at this. Start me in verse 1. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Now, notice what a vocation is. A vocation is your job. It's your, it's your work. It's what God has set before you. And we need to walk worthy of those things. With all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. That word forbearing talks, it's patience, it's leniency. Endeavoring to keep, look at this, endeavoring. What does the word endeavoring mean? Work hard. Endeavoring to do what? To keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high and led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Why did he give you these things? For the work, I'm sorry, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. How long? Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now, I'll tell you when that time is. It's when you go home to be with Jesus or when the Lord comes. So, Christian, if you've signed up, if you've asked Christ to save you, to forgive you of your sins, to be your Lord and your Savior, guess how long you're to endeavor for the unity of the Spirit? Till you go home. Our unity must be protected. It must be watch over. Our unity is there until the Lord comes. And the reason that we must protect this unity, the reason we must work for this unity until the Lord comes is for the purpose of the ministry. The purpose of the ministry. Now, this is Scripture. This ain't me. This is Scripture. You got a problem with it? Talk to God about it. 
But our job is to minister to a lost and dying world. Our minister is to make a difference in our community, in our, in our state, in our country, and in this world. And we're to do it until God calls us home. And that's just not a duty that falls on me, but it's a duty that falls on each and every one of us as Christians. And it's time that we step up, we take responsibility for our duty, we endeavor to maintain the unity of our body, of our church, that we might minister to this world. You want to see people get saved? Endeavor to keep the unity. You want to see families healed and put together? Endeavor to keep the unity. You want to see people get off dope and alcohol and all that other stuff? Endeavor to keep the unity. You want to see new faces come through the door? Endeavor to keep the unity. You want God to show up like he's shown up this morning in the music and in the singing and everything else? Endeavor to keep the unity. Ladies and gentlemen, we must work together to keep the unity of the body. For if we fail, we not only fail the church, we not only fail each other, but we fail our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I have a goal in my life, brother, and that's one thing. And that's when I stand before my Savior is to hear him say one thing, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Now, what's your goal? Brother Leonard, it's quiet in here. You know what that tells me? Something going on. Something going on. I think I preached the right message this morning. I'm not saying it's always going to be easy. And I'm not saying it's always going to be a cakewalk. But I can tell you this. Is that we must endeavor to keep the unity of the church. We must put the emphasis on Christ. Now look here. When you find people, when you get somebody who starts talking about this or talking about that or rattling on, you know what they're doing? Brother Nick, you know what they're doing? They're trying to bring the emphasis to whom? Themselves and not to Christ. Boy, that hurt, didn't it? You know, the sooner we all figure out we ain't nothing but a zero with a ring knocked off and our purpose is to love God to know God and enjoy God that's when a difference will be made 
And it'll be tough sometimes. You know what? This life is hard. I've talked to people at different times in my life. You know what they told me? Well, we're just living. It's just life. And you know what? It's just life. Things happen. It's just life. Bad things happen. You know what? It's just life. But when I thought about that, we must put the emphasis on Christ. And I got to thinking about that. You know, man, sometimes we just get to saying like this, woe is me. I'm having a bad day. This ain't cool. But you know who we focus on when we're saying things like that? Ourselves and not Christ. There's an old hymn. Maybe you all have heard it. Maybe you haven't. But there's an old hymn, and if I can get this right, I can't sing nothing like them girls, but I'm going to try. Okay? <clears throat> as I journey through the land, singing as I go, pointing souls to Calvary, to the crimson flow. Many arrows pierced my soul from without within, but my Lord leads me on, through him I must win. Oh, I want to see him look upon his face, there to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares all past, home at last, ever to rejoice. When in service for my Lord, dark may be the night, but I'll cling more close to him, he will give me light. Satan's snares may vex my soul, turn my thoughts aside, but my Lord goes ahead and leads whatever be tied. Sing it with me. Oh, I want to see him look upon his face, there to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares all past home at last ever to rejoice. You see, the guy who wrote this song, he understood. It wasn't about him. It was about who? Christ. About Christ. Now, folks, look at here. We must maintain and protect and defend our unity. We must keep it about Christ and who he is, what he's done, what he's doing, and what he's going to do. We must keep the focus on a lost and dying world that needs to know Jesus Christ. We must reach out to Christians who have somehow or another lost their way and need to be reconciled to God. But if we're too busy worrying about ourselves, we cannot 
Do you all hear me? We cannot make a difference in those people's lives. I ask you today, is it worth it? Is it worth it? You know, I spoke earlier about our foundation being Christ. Maybe there's someone here today, they've never begun to build on the foundation of Jesus Christ. But I want you to know today can be the day that you come to know Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, that your sins are forgiven, and you can have a home in glory for all eternity. Folks, that's why, right there, the last thing I just said, that's why we must, we must, we must maintain, protect, and defend our unity. You know what's going to make me a happy pastor? Is the day when people start coming down this aisle and start accepting Christ. Amen. You know what's going to make me a happy pastor? The day we pull the lid off that baptistry back here. Amen. You know what's going to make me a happy pastor? The day when people come forward and they want to join our church. I don't want to be the newest member very long. <laughs> when Jerry and I joined Serenity Baptist Church, we thought we'd be the newest member for a while. You know, the next Sunday, <laughs> I want there to be a newer member. Many, many, many new members to this church, to this body. But in order for that to happen, Brother Leonard, what must we do? Unify. Unify. Brother Glenn? Got to be united. Sis? Brother? We must unify. Am I right? Amy? Nick? Ron? Oh, yeah. Carl? Terry? We must unify. Let's all stand for a minute. So here's the invitation. Real simple. Jeannie, would you play something on the piano? I'd appreciate it. We don't, we don't need to sing nothing. We, we just, I just want her to play for a little bit, Brother Jim, if you would. It's okay. You might need to stay up here. Somebody might need to pray with you. But look here. Look here. Are you concerned about a lost and dying world out there? Do you know Jesus Christ? We want you to come. We want you to come. We'd love to take a, a Bible and show you can know for sure that Jesus is your Savior and heaven's your home. Church, are you concerned about the unity? That we need to bring it to the altar today and lay it before our God and say, God, this is my church and I will protect it. 
I will do everything I can to defend the unity that we have, the love that we have one for another. I will do it. I will do it. So as the music plays, would you come and pray and say, God, I will do what I can to maintain the unity of our church. We need to do this. We must do this. If you care about people who are lost and going to hell, we must maintain our unity. Would you come? Would you come? This is what builds a church. This is what makes the difference. And this is what makes the devil spitting mad. Maybe you're here today and, and you're not a member of a church anywhere or you're looking for a, new, a church home. We'd be glad to talk with you about that and show you what it takes to be a member of Grace Missionary Baptist Church. God's good to us, man. Just, I just told it, Brother Don Wheeler's not doing very well. And uh, why don't we just get together and pray for him and pray for the family for a minute. If I had my men come up here, my leadership come up here. And... Brother Pete, I'm going to ask you to pray for him. If you would lead us in prayer, would you? Yes, Don, we. Our most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, we come this morning grateful, thankful, Father, for your holy word, thanking God for this message. And Father, if we may, lift up the family of Don Wheeler and Sue. We ask the Lord that your tender mercy and that your healing uh, be to that family at this time. Help us, O Lord, grant us the grace to accept whatever it is that is your will. And uh, we pray, Father, 
naturally, Father, would pray for a physical healing. But we know, Father, that all things are in your hands and will happen according to your will. So we pray, Father, that you grant us the faith to uh, trust you in these things and to continue to praise you and give you all the glory. We ask and pray these things. We pray, Father, that you'll remember the many prayer requests of this congregation, that they'll be visited according to your will and purpose, and that uh, we would remain faithful, Father. Lord, help us to live in obedience and to shun the things of this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, one more thing and we'll be dismissed. These guys right here all have your back. All right? Brother Ron, you too. I know you're back there, but these guys have your back. They got mine. You guys pray for them. Because I tell you what, I told you we made a promise to each other. Right, gentlemen? Amen. We stand together. Amen. Right, Brother Ron? We stand together. So you pray for us as we lead the church. God give us wisdom, the ability to love you. Appreciate y'all. I want the best for this church and for this family. I hope y'all know I do from the bottom of my heart. Come be with us tonight at five o'clock. We're gonna have a lot of fun, all right? We love y'all, we'll see you tonight. God bless y'all.